0: Welcome back friends to another episode of the Keeping It Real podcast and I wanted to share a little story with you. Um, In fact, I went to the beach this morning. It was a rainy day but was really feeling pulled to go anyway. So I went to the beach but as I was dropping Dwayne off, I had my blanket in the back, I had Ella. I almost didn't go. My ego was having a little bit of a tantrum But last night on my workshop, I asked the ladies, how do you want to feel in the month of December? And mine was calm and ease. So with that at the forefront, I then aligned my actions to how I want to feel. And that meant going to the freaking beach, even though my ego was like, "Uh, hello, Gina, yesterday you relaxed. Um, You can't possibly take two days off in a row or have a slow start to your Friday. And then I gently told my ego, well, maybe not so gently. (laughs) And then I realigned and chose thoughts that supported these feelings that I want to step into. And I want to share a little quote with you before I dive into what we're going to talk about today. Because this quote came... This quote kind of came to the to, to the forefront when my ego was having a fit and trying to convince me to fall back into old habits of always being freaking productive. So I want to read that to you because I just think it's so important. And the name of this, I guess, is more like a little, not a quote, but a little bit of a message, I guess we can say. So the the headline is doing it for the sake of doing it. You don't always need logical reasons for everything in your life. Sometimes you can just do it because you want to do it. Because you are curious. Because it makes you happy. Because there's an itch that needs to be scratched. Because it might lead to something you don't understand yet. Most of us have grown up in a culture that largely believes there is some magical right way to get through life. That if we do it right, we'll get the gold star. In reality, life itself is just one big experiment. Exploring, trying, playing, and creating the foundation of tomorrow in our actions today. In short, give yourself permission to explore and play more. It's how this whole thing works anyways. So I had this message on my screensaver and... I love the reminder to play. I love the reminder that there is no right way. And the gold star piece really stuck with me because as most of you know, I retired from teaching and our whole school curriculum is based on fitting in and doing things a right way. So then as adults, we find it so hard to follow our own unique paths and to really get away from that external validation. So for me, this is my little reminder of there is no right way. I get to choose. If I want to go to the beach, I don't need an explanation. And for me, going to the beach this morning and allowing myself to play, allowing myself to sit in the back of my car with Ella, with her puppuccino, with a latte for me, and then walking the beach and playing with Ella... It led me to about a week's worth of content just by being grounded and surrounded by the ocean, which really fills me up. Now, that isn't a reason why I do it, but it just naturally is a byproduct, and I'm not mad about it. So, I truly believe that the more you manage your personal energy, the more you do things that light you up, the more you have fun, the more you burn the freaking rule book, as I say, the more you come back to yourself and things just fall into place way easier. So I want to preface this podcast um, with that little lesson, if you will. Okay, so back to the beach. So Ella and I are sitting in the back. So for those of you who don't know, um, I have an SUV. And one of the reasons why I wanted an SUV is so I could back my car up by the ocean or any other... Um, Place that I just love to be and look at the ocean and work from my car if I want to, put the hatch back up and just be present and sip on coffee and just really have that slow down in my life because before I never made that a priority. So we were sitting in the back of my SUV. Um, Ella just had her puppuccino. I was sipping on my latte, covered up in a blanket, watching the ocean waves, and it was a rainy morning. So two men came by and I guess they saw the hatch of the car up and maybe thought that I forgot to put it down. And then they were, Oh my God, there's somebody in there. And I was like, Hey, good morning. And we started chatting and they said, Oh my God, like your dog is amazing. She's so chill. Now, if you've seen pictures of myself and Ella, Ella, I think enjoys this even more than I do. So she curls up by my side and she's watching the ocean too. It's really pretty cute. But these two guys are raving at how good Ella is. And for me, I've kind of not really taken it for granted, but I sometimes forget how good she is. Like she's a very well trained dog. And anyway, we kind of, you know, exchanged pleasantries and then off they went. And I went back to pondering and just, you know, being, have that quiet time. And I started thinking about that comment for a moment. And When we first got Ella, we rescued her um, from a local shelter here. And when we got her, she was terrified of everything. She was the pup that nobody wanted. And a friend of mine who worked at the shelter called me and said, Gina, you're going to want to come up. So I went up and there were other uh, pups in her litter as well. And everybody wanted all the other dogs, but nobody wanted Ella. And of course, seeing her shaking on the floor, I was like, she's coming home with me. So I won't go into all what happened after that. But long story short, um, we brought her home and she was terrified of everything. She couldn't be around men. She wouldn't leave her kennel. Um, We couldn't walk her. She was terrified of buses. She... Jess was a ball of anxiety and she was anxious and she was skittish and we had to spend a lot of time and love with her. And before we brought her home and before we actually got a puppy, uh, Dwayne and I talked about how we would like to train the puppy and what we would want to bring her up in. We read a lot of books and um Yeah, we were prepared. So when we brought her home, we were really firm on some rules, right? Now she was a cute puppy, of course. So of course we wanted to snuggle with her and we didn't want to be, ooh, the strict parents, but we also knew what was really good for her and her anxiety. So we had to do some tough things. We had to build the foundation so she felt safe. So she felt secure. So she knew where the lines were. So she had her boundaries and we had our boundaries. So we spent a lot of time really solidifying the foundation of these behaviors with our pup. And of course it was hard, you know, sometimes people would come in through the door and we'd be like, ignore her. And that's really hard. Or we would say, you know, you can't get up on the bed. And we had to do a lot of reinforcement and a lot of training and all these things. So you might be thinking, what the heck <laughs> is she talking about? Where is she going going with this? And the thing is, is that we often look at somebody's end result and we want that, right? We're like, ooh, I want a dog that good. And then people go get the dog, they try the thing, and they don't want to put the leg work in to get that end result. Hands up if you can relate. <laughs> and this is not just about raising a pup. This could be whether you're a parent or whether you're coaching or growing a business or in a relationship or whatever it is you're working on. We often compare our first chapters of somebody else's fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth, right? Right? But the thing is, is that we have to focus on the process, not necessarily results. We have to establish the foundations so that we can then, I guess, take the, the foot off the gas. Because in the beginning, it took a lot of work to be consistent with showing Ella what was acceptable and what was not. It took a lot of consistency to potty train her or, you know, so she wouldn't pee inside. It took a lot of consistency for her not to be around the table when we're eating. It took a lot of consistency for when we called her, her recall was spot on, but we had to, we had to put those reps in, in the beginning so that now we don't have to do that anymore. Ella knows exactly what what is expected of her. She knows all of the commands. We don't have to spend that time now. But in the beginning, we did. In the beginning, we had to lay the foundation through consistency and repeated actions. And then now we can have more leniency and we don't have to be on all the time because the hard groundwork is already done right? We didn't just read the books. We applied what we learned. We didn't just talk the talk. We walked the talk. We didn't just say we wanted it. We showed up and we did the things that we needed to do to make sure we had that result. When things didn't work, we readjusted. We stuck to our guns when things were hard. We put the boundaries in. I know everybody who came to the door wanted to snuggle her, but we were like, we are training her, we'll let you know when you can snuggle, right? Those things were really, really hard. Have you seen a puppy? (laughs) But we knew that, that those steps would pay off in the long run. It would be better for her and it would be better for us. And now Ella's anxiety is almost completely gone. She knows where, where she stands and we don't have to keep training her the way we did in the early stages. So like I I said a second ago, this can be applied to business, parenting, eating healthy, life goals, um, all of the things we can learn a lesson from this piece of we have to realize that there is a foundation that we have to establish. And once we have that, I guess, that foundation, then we can ease off a little bit. But often people don't want to stay in that uncomfortable stage to get to where they want to go. Right. They see someone else's fifth chapter and they're like, no, 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 they can do it like this. I want to be there. And then you beat yourself up. You're you're looking at other people doing it and there's the ease. But you haven't seen what happened in chapters one, two, three and four and onwards. So it's really important to take that step back and go, "Okay." There is a stage where I actually have to do some legwork here. I have to create the foundation because without the foundation and you don't have those solid legs to stand on, then you're not going to get the results and it's going to be shaky. Right? Like, can you imagine building a house without having the walls first? And so many people are looking at their goals that way of trying to put the roof on before they have the four walls. They want to have the finished product before they they have the, you know, the concrete cement. So are you rushing the process and trying to get to the result and you're keep you keep spinning your wheels trying to get a result but you haven't done the things necessary to get to that end result you're trying to skip chapters 2 3 and 4 and go from right from chapter 1 to 5 and there's such a gap there you can't possibly do it can you imagine reading chapter 1 in a book and just skipping to chapter 5 and 6 you'd be confused you'd be lost it just doesn't work that way right so As you're navigating your own goals, I thought this was so important to give you just a glimpse of how important it is to to put in that legwork, to be consistent, to readjust, to stick to your guns, to put the boundaries in place. So I want to give you three little tips that if you're like, oh shit, you know, I've been really looking at this coach online um, or I've been really looking at this parent or I've been really looking um at this other person and i've been comparing my start to their finish i've been judging them because it looks easy for them but you know what i haven't really put the work in these three tips are going to help you take this ownership back and the first one is put your blinders on stop trying to replica what another parent coach relationship etc is doing and do what you need to do for your goals to build your foundation Okay, this comparison piece of always looking at other people and looking at where they are and not honoring the fact that a lot had had to happen in order for them to get there makes you lose confidence in yourself because you're trying to replicate what they're doing and it's not working. Number two, you are setting yourself up for failure without setting a foundation and trying to build the house without the foundation. So put your blinders on and focus on you and what your goal is. Like I said, with Ella, and I know this is, you know, this is a different kind of an example, but with Ella, we read the books. We also had a conversation. What do we want to allow and not allow? Then we put our blinders on. So many people said, oh, that's a sin. You're not gonna let people come in and meet her. When we were doing the go on your bed when we're eating supper, oh, what a sin. But we had to put our blinders on because we knew what was best for ella we had the knowledge we did the back work but if you're going to cave every time somebody disagrees with you then you're not going to arrive to that destination so tip number one is put your blinders on tip number two kind of feeds into that is stay firm on your boundaries even if they are uncomfortable sometimes you have to say no to things Sometimes you're going to have to say no to different things in order for you to get to where you want to go. You might have to say no to social gathering. You might have to say no to the Netflix. You might have to say no to your phone. But ask yourself, what boundaries do I need to implement? That, yeah, they might be uncomfortable in the short term, but what are they going to help you gain in the long term, right? So those boundaries are often the things that help you within the process of going after your goals. Which brings me to number three, focus on the process, not the results. So many people get stuck in the end result that they skip the steps required. And they also, if you're always looking at the future of getting the result, you're not gonna be present and enjoy the process, right? So focus on the process, not the results, but also remind yourself that the process gets you to your results. How many times do Dwayne and I say, this is going to pan out? <laughs> it's short-term pain for long-term gain. Um, and while I don't like necessarily the word pain... It was just uncomfortable. It wasn't really pain. That uncomfortableness was good for all parties involved. So focus on that process, not necessarily getting to the result, but understand that it's getting you to where you want to go or maybe even somewhere better. You know what I mean? When we first got Ella, we couldn't imagine her actually getting over her anxiety and being the pup that she is today. So yeah, there we go. So those are the three tips that I would encourage you to step into As you lean into going after your goals, growing your business, working on your relationships, um, parenting your kiddos, maybe you're a coach yourself, uh, whatever season you're in, I hope those three tips help. And I hope you're having the most amazing day. And if you found this episode useful I would love it if you tagged me on social media, shared it with a friend, or even message me and let me know that you're enjoying this. I super appreciate every message that you send. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here, for listening. Hope you enjoyed. And remember to keep it kind, keep it fun, and always keep it real.